Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is Super Zach Mabry. Zach, are you having a Super Tuesday? It's been such a Super Tuesday, Matt. I can't even begin to tell you. So super. If you're having a Super Tuesday, please let us know. We're on Twitter at Roman Circus Pod. I am at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z A C Mabry. Email us podcast at RomanCircusBlog.com. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod. Uh, find us on Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review us and all that good stuff. All right, so uh, we're obviously recording this on a Tuesday, so we have no idea what is going to happen on Super Tuesday. Uh, yes, which is fine because we are a religion podcast first and mm-hmm. foremost. But, you know, it's just a thing where we, we want to let people know that you know, the reason we don't have that hard-hitting political analysis is because we actually don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe maybe Gabbard takes the whole thing home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, Tulsi Tsunami. That's, uh, um, that's, a, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. So, I... I know that I said I would never vote again, but I did vote today and probably in the process picked up coronavirus. Oh, boy. See, that's what you get for voting, Zach. It was just a room full of people. That's that's what, uh, that's what you get for these days in order to – they want to suppress your vote. So if you vote, they're, they'll give you coronavirus to teach you a lesson. Can't, can't get right. coronavirus if you don't go to the polls. Can't that's sorry. So wait, can't catch coronavirus if you don't Pokemon go to the polls. I was about to say I Pokemon went to the polls. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. The other. So then the school where I voted is by that Seven Eleven that you go to when you're in town. Uh, I go to a couple of. Oh, is it the one on the east side of the freeway? Oh yeah. yeah, I love that one. East side. Yeah. By um, the Methodist Church. Yeah, cuz you know if you go at like the wrong time it's just full of those kids. Yeah, I went one of those times and it was it was full of those kids. Yeah, so it was those kids high school where I voted. Okay. Booker T Washington. Um which is a performing arts school. And um so okay, I just stood in this room and did the ballots and touched the screen and all the stuff. And then I go over to Seven Eleven to get some noms because I was famished and and like eating them on the way back, realizing like I haven't washed my hands and I'm literally eating Seven Eleven edible cookie dough. Oh yeah. <laughs> like walking down the street. Um so I almost certainly picked up coronavirus and so uh, I have enjoyed doing this podcast and um I will see you all on the other side, you know? Yeah, that, uh, uh, if you're gonna go out, might as well be going out by eating, uh, 7 Eleven cookie dough. I know. I was like, I'm gonna get something healthy. And then I was like, nope. No. JK. Well, that has, I mean, that has eggs in it, presumably, and it has healthy stuff in it, right? Yeah, I'm sure that it's got plenty of vitamins and also minerals. Mm -hmm. And those are the two of the five food groups. What a yeah! Those are two things that are doing a great job and being recognized more mm-hmm, and more. Exactly. What what uh what else is in the news since we can't since we can't give the people the uh, political updates they've been wanting? Uh, oh, speaking of coronavirus, Pope Francis uh, negative for coronavirus. Zach. Yep. Somebody said that the reason that he doesn't have it is because the Vatican has the cure because it was the Vatican that started. Yeah, I saw that. That's. Uh, that's some real 10D like chess there. I wish that the church that those people describe was... I wish that that church existed, the one that they describe, like that can make viruses and is plotting. and, um, Like, that's what I'm trying to see, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, we'll get there. They, they created the coronavirus and they have the cure 
and they gave it to Pope Francis and then cured him with the cure. It's perfect. It's actually yeah. It's perfect way of uh, figuring out if the cure works, right? It's you got to have a very high profile figure that is showing signs, and uh, I don't know. The logic is there. Yeah. When they announced he was sick, I was really nervous, and I was like, if he has coronavirus, he like his first course of action is he needs to go cough all over Pope Emeritus because if like, if they die out of order like the world will end people I mean just imagine like I hope that they both live 50 more years sure. obviously of course. but I do I do hope that when it is their time that they die in order sure so that I mean just yeah, it, I I don't even know what chaos would be unleashed if Benedict were to outlive Francis. Right. And again, I hope they both live forever. But since since it appears that each of them will at some point um, reach the end of their earthly life, yeah, odds are uh, it, it'd be good if they could go in alphabetical order, chronologically, mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, a B C D E F. We don't, we don't need that right. drama. Yeah. 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 We just we we don't need the drama mm-hmm. um i think was that mary mary so j Roman blige Polanski, that said that zach like, um no i i think it was fergie okay it could have been both of them wait what did mary j blige didn't say? she have a song called no drama oh probably i don't think i know it i was just thinking that fergie had the like no no drama no 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 drama let me see i'll play um, it let's see Mm-hmm. Recognize it? I, I don't even think I do. Oh, same. Real same. Okay, okay. Broken heart again. lesson So that's Mary J. Blige. Again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how le- how much yeah, of it we're well, legally allowed to play. Sp- speak on that. Yeah, well, speak on that, though. So far, I can relate to every line. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, they. Uh, that's a, a thing. What are we talking about? Coronavirus. Yeah, 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 yeah all that. Coronavirus, that's really, right. And then, so then over in... It's really what? gripped the news cycle. Right. It has, and I, I, I don't think. I mean, swine flu killed a thousand people before there was even a state of emergency called. So, I, coronavirus is shaping up to be not that big of a deal. Sorry, people. Um, it is. It is very unfortunate that certain populations, either if they're elderly or they're compromised in some other way, are more vulnerable sure. to coronavirus. Yeah. Um, but you know, that was true and more so with, with swine flu and you know, that didn't turn out to be a plague. There have been people that have said, you know, if you want to know what life was like in the 14th century, well, we have two popes and a a worldwide plague. So, oh, that's Um, good. I like that. I like, I like it a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, additionally to all of that, uh, you know, since we are film critics now, um, France had their Academy Awards. Oh, what are they? What are they called? called? But no. oh, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. FAFSA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they gave an award to Roman Polanski. I who saw that. Is a a sex criminal, um, and it resulted in all these protests. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won't really get into that whole thing because the victim herself has said that it being public is the worst thing that ever happened to her it, worse it, than what happened to it her. It led to actual riots in the streets. In Paris. Yeah. With that? Yeah. No, yeah, people protested him being given the award. And I mean, there is something to say about... I don't know. But, so... I... You know, I've always kind of held the position that I don't have to come I don't have to do like mental gymnastics to try to downplay anything about Roman Polanski's moral life 
to mm-hmm. justify watching his movies. Like I can just watch his movies. Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side, people not watching his movies, like they're not, they're similarly not taking a stand on, you know, the issue of sexual violence by not like it just, that isn't a thing. Like you aren't doing or not doing something about, you know, the alleged crimes Sure, but it is by choosing to watch or not watch a movie. It is kind of the word thing. I think is different. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I mean it's horrifying, and I mean, I, yeah, we don't need to get into the details, but it is. So, but because of that, um, one of his movies kind of popped back up on my timeline. The um, pianist, and I read the the no Rosemary's okay, Baby. Okay, sure, yeah. So I read the uh, synopsis and was like, I have to see this. So I try to block off a little bit of time throughout the week during tax season to like just do something fun and so i watched rosemary's baby have you seen it no i haven't i would i probably should unless you're going to tell me i should so it is well i don't i don't know i would need someone to weigh in on this so it is demonic for sure um but that's the point is like it's like a like a coven of of Satan worshipers and this this family like stumbles into them when they rent an apartment in the same building. Um but uh I will say I really enjoyed the movie. It was it was dark. It was very the aesthetics were really well done. Um Mia Farrow plays the you know, Rosemary. And Who plays the baby? I don't know. So you never see the baby. Crazy. I know it's because the baby is well. So that's, there's spoilers about this about the baby, but okay, it's a it's a really bad baby. Ooh, bad baby. Yeah, yeah. I think its name is like Adrian, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Like when they announced the name, I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> great. Um, that's super evil sounding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're like, what? What's the baby's name? Mike. John. Yeah. Yeah. You're like you're this is supposed to be like a baby that's half demon mm. and you're literally calling it like this is called <laughs> um Oh uh, yeah. Oh that's good. But I guess not a lot of names lend themselves to sounding demonic. Like I'm trying to think through like I mean Kevin sounds pretty evil. Sure. Um, it, you know, obviously, uh, let's see other names that are super evil, Killery, <laughs> um, but it was a boy, yeah. so you couldn't call it that. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, it was in, so like, again, I, now that I'm a film critic, so this is a movie that is like in the National Library of Congress or whatever it's called, because it's, I guess, such a, a accomplishment in cinema for its, storytelling and then the aesthetics and everything so uh i feel like much more cultured than i was before i watched rosemary's baby yeah yeah uh, this is i don't know if we want how much we want to talk about roman polanski but he it's he's it's interesting from the standpoint of he he was like this super before all the bad stuff went down and who knows what was going on also at that time but he was just like this the hottest director at the time in the late 60s because of things like Rosemary's Baby right yeah. and he was he yeah Rosemary's Baby was his first uh, American film right and he was just he was like the director but then he was also he was married to Sharon Tate when she uh, got murdered by the Manson family and he was right and that was his child that, yeah right? it was his child and he was out of the country so he I mean, he basically found out that his wife and his child, not basically, he did, he found out that his wife and child were murdered when he was like a probably 12 to 14 hour flight, 10 to 12 hour flight, whatever, away from them. Away. So he had to come back and deal with all that, uh, which is obviously like, obviously terrible. And so you have this thing like, it's always interesting like the yeah well and his his mother died in 
uh, the Holocaust, like specifically at Auschwitz. Right. So he, it's always um, interesting to have these two, these scenarios where these people, and I'm not trying to minim to minimize when I say just one thing goes wrong because it's a very serious thing. But like you have this guy who is coming off this hot movie and becoming the this big time director, and he has all this sympathy with you know what happens to his wife and his child, and then he just this does this terrible thing and flee like it's really like you you're building up so much goodwill and you can go down in history for one way and now you're going down in history for a completely different reason it uh right it it's it's yeah it's wild he it is it's just a reminder to not do not do any sins guys yeah and don't victimize people personally i would not do any sins yeah personally i I just yeah no sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'm 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 that much more cultured now, so that's kind of cool. Um, have you seen any movies recently? Uh, no, I have not. I keep meaning to go see Sonic the Hedgehog, but I've not made it yet. Someday, someday soon. So, some someday, because I mean, I if, I want to get a start on next year's best. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, so. you gotta lock in that Sonic the Hedgehog. I know. All right, Zach. Uh, let's talk about what we're gonna talk about this week. Yes, let's. I was sitting there thinking, you know, we plan these episodes months, years, years, decades in advance, mm-hmm. obviously. So I wasn't sitting around earlier today trying to think of a podcast topic. Uh, Sure. But it just so happened today that I was thinking about the idea of novenas. Novenas. My my nose kind of stuffed up when I said that. So who knows how the word came out? When you go in and when they when they're all out of venas, yeah, they're like we got no. We have no venas. So I thought that we should discuss novenas for a bit because I was thinking about it and I like talking about things that I was thinking about because it makes me feel important. I like that too. Yeah. I like that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's good. It uh okay, so novenas, uh do you know what the the word novena means? Zach. Um I think it's uh it's it's actually the city that's exactly opposite on the earth to Vienna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a great guess. It's wrong. Uh, it's it's oh. from the Latin word novum, which means nine. Okay. Which, coincidentally, I don't know if they knew this when they gave it this name, but a novena is... Wait, why, why would it be nine and then November is the 11th month? That's a question only you can answer. Uh, I can't answer oh. it. So it's... A novena is, I mean, a lot of people, you know, you probably know, but if you don't, it is a private or public prayer that is repeated for nine consecutive days or even weeks sometimes. So it, it, in the reason it's private or public, because, you know, churches like at my church, we did a novena last year for a for a intention for the church or you can just do one in the privacy of your own home for a private intention right there's no there's no real rules on how many people you have to do it with there's no law sorry what right so i said yeah there's no law there's no law so basically the you can look it's the internet is great zach i don't know if how much you use it but you can go on there and you can look up Undefeated. The, inter- the internet undefeated. You undefeated. can go on there and you can look up novenas. Like there's novenas for certain saints, which will be for certain reasons. So you can kind of pick and choose. You can retrofit. Is that a thing that they retrofit a uh, for your personal intention? Right. Like it's pr- it, when you we're Catholic, so we make specific prayers. We don't just ramble and we don't just say, you know, ramble for the sake of rambling. We're told very much not to do that. So if you want, you need to go and find something that is very specific to your need, which is, I mean, what you want to do. But I guess I, I don't, what do we mean by retrofit? 
I for I already forgot how I used it. I uh, <laughs> like you can maybe like adapt it, or you can make it for your intention. Yeah, no, you can find one. You don't. There is there will if you are. Okay, so we'll, we we're gonna. I was gonna go through some of the novenas later, but there's one to Our Lady, the Undoer of Knots, right? So if you have some issue in your life that you can't get over, like you have, you're struggling with something, that you can, you can pray to Our Lady, the Undoer of Knots, right? Right. So you basically you think you have this problem, like, um, you know, you can't find a job, and then Our Lady's like, can't find a job, not. <laughs> exactly. No. Well, that I mean, Maybe. there's one. Uh, for for a job, say you could do a novena to Saint Joseph, right? So yes. you you find my point is that it, there it, there's not just one thing called a novena that you pray. There are different novenas, and these are these consists of uh, certain prayers, and sometimes there's a rosary of uh, the rosary is involved right like you're it'll have you part of the novena will be to say the rosary not always but uh so yeah if you if you're struggling with something there's obviously we know that there are patron saints to for you know dedicated to certain things so if you're curious you can just search the novena to that saint or it'll it'll lead you in a direction maybe that's there isn't a specific novena for that saint but it'll point you in a correct direction okay okay is that so i don't know that retrofit i like not to make this a vocabulary i don't i just say i don't think about maybe custom yeah i don't think about words before i say them what is rich okay because like retro just means it means like to fit it backwards like um well now i'm having a hard time thinking of retrofit but uh the and it's a verb it's a verb that says add to something that did not have it when manufactured or noun an act of adding a component or accessory to something that did not have it when manufactured so I like to think that when you were manufactured, you did not have this novena, and you're adding this novena to your. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's. Yeah, I think you just made a. Fact. Yeah, I think it's like you're okay. adding a, a spoil. Uh, you know, you can add spoilers to cars. You're like adding a spoiler to your life to help. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Add it so you can be wind resistant, through the faith, all of your days forever and ever amen anyway (laughs) okay well that's jk okay Um, so that's kind of the that that is what a novena is so you have to you have to say it for nine consecutive days yeah that's the standard Mm. the standard thing is nine and then kind of like you said Sort of like with the word tithe, which is supposed to mean a tenth, mm-hmm. like it, the meaning starts to become uh, um, fluid as the kids mm, retrofitted, say. sure. And yeah, uh, we retcon a new definition in, and um, that's where you end up having like the fifty-four day novena. Sure, that's a ro- that's a rosary. Certain novenas that are much that's longer. That's a rosary novena, right? Yes, and then like I think. For the infant Jesus of Prague, there's a novena that you pray every hour for nine hours. Mm-hmm. Usually, nine fits into the picture, but do you know why that is, Zach? It's not not I, always. I, I will I will tell you what I found. I I, uh, but do you have any guesses? So I know the answer, but I would like for you to say. The okay, answer. thank you. That's you're it's you're wanting to make me sound smart. I like that. I appreciate it. Uh, there are a few different ones. Now, the first one I'm going to read, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say this is the one. No, there's really just one. Is there? So I'm, I'm nervous now. Well, I, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just honk if you're off, if you're wrong. Why? Well, okay. So I saw that some people associated it with the nine months that Christ spent in the womb, which. Oh, that's cool. I never yeah, heard that. Yeah, but also like that. it just, you know. That was just him spending time in the womb. I think out of all the ones, I was the least impressed with that. 
Uh, yeah, like any baby. Any baby can do that. Can do that. Uh, the giving up of Christ's spirit at the ninth hour, or the, the event okay. which occurred in the upper room with 12 apostles and the Blessed Virgin Mary when they prayed for nine days until the Holy Spirit descended upon the Feast of Pentecost. I'm sure that's the one you thought about, right? That's the gold standard. Yeah, well, that's yeah, way... The idea being that so Christ ascends into heaven and then they pray for nine days and the Holy Spirit comes down. That's that's way more impressive than spending nine months in the womb. Now, I know that he... Well, again, like, who didn't he, we all I know that, that <laughs> Jesus um, Christ is a divine person, right? Who has both human nature and divine nature. Uh, and I know that that yeah. was... Uh, created or formed should we, for lack of a better term no it's a big womb. it's yeah it's very 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 important also uh i i spent i sp- can we just stop saying womb no i just i just don't want to hear that word again. well i spent that amount of time there and i can't even use retrofit correctly so i'm saying it's, there's not a big like it's not a high hurdle to clear uh so we'll go we'll, we'll go with the pentecost one how about that we'll use that yeah, that one's cool because again, it, I mean, it basically is our Lord ascends into heaven uh, on Ascension Thursday, and then for nine days, um, the the disciples pray in the upper room, and then boom, the Holy Spirit comes down at Pentecost. Um, it's also one of the reasons that the practice of celebrating the Ascension on a Sunday is so disturbing to me because you're literally disrupting the very first novena when you do this liturgically like it's scriptural that 50 days after the resurrection our lord ascended into mm-hmm. heaven and the you know at the end of that novena on the sunday after pentecost happened like those are those numbers come out of scripture and so then to actually make it the 53rd day that he ascends into heaven and a week later that the holy spirit comes right. down uh, it it you detach it from the historical events that took place, and it, again, it starts to become more you know sort of lala. It's, it's almost like the church set then, things up for a very specific reason once upon a time. Yeah, it's almost like nineteen hundred, and I think this actually lasted into the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nineteen hundred and eighty years of of Catholics might have known what they were doing. It just maybe. I mean, if you think about the 80s, it was, didn't exactly... I mean, the 60s, 70s, and 80s were not exactly the most brilliant times we did a, for uh, human uh, development. The church or, in, the, in the 60s, uh, 70s, and 80s, the church did a lot of retrofitting, Zach. Yeah. Well, just humanity. Yeah, like, humanity it, it goes, retrofitted. This is when you get things like... Right. This is when you start getting things like margarine and, mm. you know... Pink Christmas trees, yeah. and like everything becomes mush brain. Like, yeah, margarine. I there's been no specific studies on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct when I say that margarine is uh, mostly made up of mind control. That's how, like, that's how <laughs> they it's they took away the butter and the good fats from butter and they put us all on margarine and that's how they basically controlled us yeah it's a it, government yeah if you think control. about it also I, I once had a I once had a boss at one of my jobs great guy maybe the best boss I ever had he insisted that they never had things like blue M&M's and they never really had things that were colored blue and then one day they started introducing the color blue into these things which he thought was also mind control and you know what he's probably right there's there was this whole thing about how the color blue didn't used mm-hmm. to exist and i'm like that isn't that just isn't true um i i don't know how to prove that that's mm-hmm. not true but i'm i'm fairly certain that blue is not a recent <laughs> Yeah, a product of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Now, Zach, there are four recognized categories of novenas. Do you have any idea what those are? I no, no idea. There nope. are... Not the slightest. The categories are mourning or an anticipation of a burial. Uh, so mourning with the... Yeah, you. not like mourning daytime, like the... the English, the royal mourning. 
Good morning, star. Yeah, shine. just like you sound just like Mary J. Blige. All right, the second, <laughs> the second category is in anticipation of a church feast or ending in vespers. So there will be, uh, yeah. So there there will be uh, novenas, obviously ending on certain feast days, like you just said with uh, with Pentecost, right? Or wait, yes. what? Do you, that's that's yeah. a big one. Yeah, that is a big one. There's the Divine Mercy Novena, which Divine ends Mercy on Sunday. The Sunday after Easter. Yeah, Divine Mercy Crazy. Sunday. Um, I'm trying to think of more. There are more. Um, <laughs> there, there are those two, and the Saint also Joseph Novena. A lot. There are those two, and also many, many more. The third category. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. There's a website. It's like PrayMoreNovenas.com or something. We should probably effort yeah. that where you can literally sign I think I up, have that up for whatever novenas you want, and it's going to email you, like, all up in your inbox and tell you to pray. Yeah. It, uh, the third category is individual or group petition. So that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with praying one on your own. Like, like people trying to – like, when I went to renew my car tag – as I was leaving, they're like, do you want to sign this petition to protect your gun mm-hmm. rights? Exactly. So you pr- pray is for it, nine days, like the, NR, the NRA novena for nine days. Actually, the N in NRA stands for novena. It's the novena reciting. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> okay. I think I want to write um, that down so yeah. I remember to I told make them I that. don't sign petitions. I need to make that the title of the episode. Sorry. What were you going to say? Yeah, I know they do that NRA Novena reciting army. Um, no, I told them I don't sign petitions, and I, I. But I was like, I don't, I don't want you guys to take that as a, a yes or a no to your cause. It's, it's, it's a no to petitions in general. Um, that's just embarrassing. So I, I can't have my name yeah. on, on a. Last petition. time I was last time um, I was in LA, some guy wanted me to sign something, for some. I don't know. It's probably about weed. They're always trying to do stuff about weed out there. But he's like, Hey, do you want to sign this petition? There are everyone. They're like, sign this paper for drug, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, who do you think? Like, you just turn that in somewhere, and they go, you know what? Y'all can have that. Right. <laughs> Look at how many. It people just sign cre- this. it just creates a registry of everyone who wants to take drugs, Zach. That's how they know. That's how they're on to you. Just like, yeah, and even worse, a registry of everybody who thinks petitions do. Yeah. Things. So the guy was like, "Do you want to sign this?" And I said, "I am from out of town." telling the truth and he said and he said oh it's okay this is for all of california and i was like all right i'm still from <laughs> i'm still from out of town i don't know what you want me to say anyway the fourth the That's fourth funny. category is indulgence for the remission of sins which often requires the sacrament of confession and church attendance so um there's that is the it's fourth kind of a one. goofy way to to clarify the like the requirements to get an indulgence wait yeah like it's not just church attendance like you've got to go get your sins cleaned off in confession and receive the eucharist and the same right. grace yeah. to get like, a plenary indulgence. yeah there are uh there are the standards for that or the requirements it's like church church attendance uh it's not going to cut it if you're uh, not going to be in the state of grace and go up for communion. But obviously, if you're not in the state of grace, don't go up to communion, regardless of what your novena tells you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, You'd be straight tripping. Yeah. So there's also, I'm, I'm seeing here that it says the first chapter of the general principles of sacro, sacrosanctum concilium number 13 is often cited as a guideline regarding the implementations of public novenas so so that was called what sacrosanctum concilium you ever heard of that zach promulgated by his holiness pope paul the sixth oh we this is not something we quote on this show is it not it's from hashtag V2. Oh, okay. 
That's fine. We'll just we'll we'll make an exception. We've already basically violated all of our trad. Like nobody thinks of us as trad anymore anyway. So, but we can go. Oh ahead yeah, and no, we're not. We'll we're not welcome. It. We'll have our hashtag VT. We're not moment. welcome there anymore. We're not. We're not allowed in that establishment. Except for that guy. Up in, all open our mentions about how we're we're stands for Donald Trump and blah blah blah. I know, but you know, I did. The line was a lot shorter to vote for Trump, and I, I like was in a hurry and I thought about just doing that. You're instead. like, I, re- I really want to vote, but I really want to get out of here. It's right. Like, I, and I like, I was like, is it too late to just do the other primary if I like need? To <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how much this is going to count anyway. So might as well just do whatever. When she was like, I'll go ask so-and-so. And I was like, never mind. Like, I don't, I don't really feel safe here as a Republican, <laughs> identifying as a Republican in like downtown Dallas. Um, though, I mean, I saw a lot of Bernie bros. Like there were a lot of people that had like dreadlocks or um, like visible tattoos. People that I knew were fellow travelers. Um, when I was, I went to the wrong polling place. I don't know where we're going off on this tangent. And there were other people there because it used to be our precinct's polling place. And I got an Uber to the right one, and I thought about giving them a ride, but I looked at them, and they looked very much like they were from the like the professional managerial oh, class, yeah. and that they were probably going to vote for Biden. So I just left them on the curb, um, and rode over in my Uber with all the open seats. Yeah, that's a that's a anyway, way better way to sorry, travel. Back back to novenas. The, the Con- continue quoting hashtag the V2. Uber the Uber novena. Yeah, the the novena that you say for the intention of not getting kidnapped by your Uber yeah. driver. So it's very important when you're doing this novena. This you have to basically you have to make an, a firm intention, right? Like so, you have, you have to make the novena for a specific purpose. Now we already said that, but I just wanted to make it clear because you, I mean. It, obviously God knows what we're thinking and God knows our thoughts and all that, but he, we have to actually, uh, I, I'm going to use the word participate, which is another hashtag V2 word. I'm sorry, Zach, but it, uh, you have to like participate in the novena, right? So you have to say what you say, what you want, and then you have to follow through with it. And I like, I like yeah. the idea of the, the, the idea of the nine days is, it's not a long time, but it, it does show some commitment to it. Right. So it, like it's, it's not, or or even like the every hour for nine hours, there is a firm commitment to making sure you are on your game and you know what it is. Well, and there is that moment in scripture and I wish I could give more context, but where our Lord keeps telling the lady to continue praying for Mm -hmm. something and then he gives it to her. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, novenas, especially the, the ones that have um, the approval of the church or, or are, you know, traditional and associated with a feast day, they have certain graces and promises attached to them. And, you know, those are like a big deal. You can't, you know, you can't really earn those. Um, we, we certainly don't deserve them. And so knowing that you just have to follow this, you know, list of very doable steps um, to unlock those graces uh, is amazing. And then I think on the flip side, though, like if you skip a day, like I don't think it's very fair to expect to get all the graces you got if you had just simply not skipped a day. Right, because you know? it, it's very... Don't beat yourself up. and It's very easy. But like, you, you know, if you don't put sugar in your sugar cookies, they're going to taste awful. You know, I mean, it's like if if there's a clear recipe to follow and you don't follow it and if you know then it's still pray every prayer is good um but you know if a novena has a bunch of specific promises attached to it or indulgences or whatever um and and you know the list of things involves you know all of maybe two minutes of of prayer and recitation uh, for nine days in a row and, and you skip day four like you know i mean uh, you know God can do whatever he wants, but I, you know, you, you really shouldn't feel like you're owed those promises at that point because you didn't do the thing and, and the thing wasn't hard. Yeah. You know, the thing, uh, I mean, I'm terrible with novenas, but, I, but like at, at the end of the day, like it's like the people, you know, it's like you 
you scored a, an 82 and you're, you're asking to be curved up to an A. It's mm-hmm. like, buddy, you, like there was, there was like one, there was such a short list of things you had to do to get all these amazing graces. Like it, it can't feel bad well, for you. On it's this. one of those things that the church knows how dumb and weak we are. So they make things very achievable, but we just have to do it. Right. Like it, like think about yeah. all the all the dumb things you do and all you have to do is go to confession and make like I know obviously you have to carry through to never try and do that try and never sin again right but the point is like you just have to like these novenas now just cuz let's make it clear like just cuz you do a novena doesn't mean you'll get what you you'll you're basically praying the novena for God's will to be done right and for you to understand God's will right and you are putting your intention and you're uh, you're you're receiving special graces um, those may not correspond to what you asked for in the way that you asked for it and you know that's fine you know it it, it will I, I've learned that praying for something to happen um, either works or doesn't I guess that's pretty clear but um, in the cases where the prayer when the specific thing that you want doesn't happen the way you want it to um, the prayer it, it starts to shape you um, and it it's something that like makes you okay with not getting what you were asking for but it like I think it's good to pray for things um, and and then just sort of see what answer you get and if something's a long shot and you think, oh, I don't want to pray for it because obviously like, I'm not going to get that. Um, you know, I mean, I, if it's something that you want, then pray about it. And perhaps God will answer your prayer by making you not want that thing. Um, if, if he's not, you know, I mean, it's like, don't be, it's not like a scientific process of this gets that gets that. But, well, yeah, sci- uh, science is a real Zach. So better. Yeah, science is fake and stupid, but, um, so, yeah, anyway. Right, and well, it, there also becomes a an element of superstition that has to be avoided, right? And it, that comes, and that, I, that comes with just assuming that, like we just said, the, your novena will be answered, uh, because the, as, yeah. as with everything. Though I will say that when you, when you meet those, or, what were you saying? As with everything. Well, I'm just going to say that <laughs> I was just going to say that as with everything it is done for God's will and the greater glory of God, right? So that it it you know, it doesn't mean that what you want is the correct thing, but it but if you would, if you enter this novena, it when it, if it becomes superstition, like you have to you you I have to do this otherwise this won't happen. Well, I mean, that, you know, that can get dangerous because it becomes less about, it becomes when you associate things like, well, I I don't pray anymore because I wasn't feeling anything, right? Because it's not about feels. It's about we do do what we do because it's what we're supposed to do. So the the novenas are good. Right. Like I always say, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really count as prayer if you um, feel like it. I mean, that's not true. But like a rule of thumb is like, you know, if if you have some kind of profound experience in prayer, um, like some people think that that's all that you know. If there's no response, if there's no feeling, if if it's if your prayer, t- you know, comes up dry, that it like didn't count. And it's like eh, I would I think you would err to the other direction and be like, well, if you had this profound experience, then like that's your reward and it's sort of over. But those prayers where you just feel like you're, you know, just knocking at the door endlessly and, you know, at the end you're just like, did, did I even do anything? Like, did that even, like, am I just talking? <laughs> um, like, those have so much power because your reward is waiting for you in heaven in those cases. You didn't get the, like, I think what Father Ripper calls them, like, the, the cookie that says, mm-hmm. oh, good job, here's your you know warm fuzzy from prayer i mean those are good so don't take that out of context and try to make your prayer like dry on purpose but the saints especially the 
well, I guess they're, they're really good. I guess there's all, they're all really good. But like Mother Teresa or Teresa of Avila or any of the ones that were known for their prayer, they went through these profound, you know, dry periods in their spiritual lives. But that was when they grew closer mm-hmm. to God. Because it wasn't the, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to be in a bad mood. Or, oh, I have to do my prayers so that I feel, you know, calm. Like, it, it, it wasn't providing them with anything except a chance to, like, give prayer mm-hmm. to God. And that strengthened their faith. So it's, you don't want to, if it feels rote, that's fine. Like, there's, that's authentic. It's, I mean, think about how authentic it is to continue in prayer when it feels like nothing's even I mean, happening. that's, it's, our history, our even pre-Catholic history of the Jewish people, they wandered deserts for years on end right without hope of just but they just yeah, very <laughs> yeah they are but they did it because that's what they were told to do right and they knew they had they had faith and hope and eventually god would provide and god did even provide on that journey right so it it yeah it, we're we're really rooted in this idea of uh or in this history of just doing it because it's correct right if the church if your church yeah and you know some people will well i was gonna say if your church is doing a novena for the church it's good to do just because you're oops someone's ringing the, someone was ringing my doorbell and i got distracted but yeah just doing the you doing the uh if you're doing it for the church it's important just to do for the church because uh I mean, you, you you want to support the church, right? I don't know. It it it. Right. No, and God hears you. And the, you know, faith is is about knowing, and so you have to know that God hears you, and you know, He does. And so, but you know, I would say people that do a ton of like you kind of mentioned the superstition thing. I, I think a guard against that is just you know, as you perhaps when you go to confession, if if there's a way to fit it in, kind of talk to the priest about what you're doing spiritually. Um, or if you have a spiritual director, but I, I really think that there's probably not a situation where people are like praying too many novenas. Mm-hmm. Like you do encounter those people that are doing, you know, 10 different novenas and they're wearing like 50 medals mm-hmm. and, um, all that thing. And, and really like, like there are worse hobbies. Well, you yeah, know? but like, I, it I don't becomes really... if it, if beca- it, uh, those, that's, totally fine but if it becomes just like a a notch on your necklace right like it the point is you can't lose sight that yeah. these are all it's just there's worse notches yeah. like well I these are I mean, all real I, things i agree though. that it does need to be that's you can't lose sight that it's right. real and it needs to be towards yeah you devotion. can't lose sight that it's real that you have to like you have to know that it's there i don't know it yeah yeah so it it that's what I think it's just that, like, I guess there were days in his life where Padre Pio paid, or prayed, like, 50 rosaries mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, he also, couldn't he also bilocate? That's really, it helps when you're... Yeah, he had a lot of Yeah, music. yeah, it really helps. It just sometimes modernists, they they try to pathologize people who just pray a lot. And it's like, okay, let people pray. Like, there's not, we don't have a problem currently of, like, too many prayers. So if somebody's doing four different novenas... Like, I couldn't really keep up with it. Um, you know, if they're doing it, it's fine. Like, if, if it's one of those things where it's tormenting them and they think, okay, if I miss a day of this, you know, this family member's going to die or I'm going to lose my job or whatever. Like, that's obviously indicating a, a an underlying problem that, that that does need its own, you know, tailored treatment. But uh, for the most part, like, nobody's praying too much. Surely, if you have time to listen to podcasts, you're not yeah. praying too much. So we support we support however much you're praying. Pray more, people, for me especially. Should I? I'll go through and and Matt, whoever he I'll is. go through some of the novenas coming up. So it's Mar- it's March third. Yeah. This will come out on March fifth. Uh, on now, keep in mind you can do novenas whenever you want. That's a good thing about novenas. Yeah. But if you... Yeah, you can pause this podcast and start yeah, one. Yeah, if you want to do some... Here are some of the ones coming up on... Just so if you want to start some, like, on the days. I think they'll, they'll end on 
the feast days of these saints, right? So like, uh, it. Let's see. This next the next option is the Saint Patrick Novena, which starts on March March eighth right. and ends on his feast day of March seventeenth. There's the okay. See, that's nine days. Saint, thank you. There's the Saint Joseph Novena, which starts on March tenth and ends on his feast day, which is March nineteenth. Which is huge. You should do yeah, that. Yeah, that's a. What day of the week is that this uh, year? That is a week. It's next Tuesday. Saint Joseph starts next Tuesday. Okay. Because uh, so y'all know Lent. Lent's basically paused. Paused. On those feast days, because it's a it's a is first it? class feast. Is Saint Joseph? Oh yeah, Saint Joseph and um, the Annunciation, because those were the two. If those fall on Fridays, you can still have meat. Okay, so March March nineteenth is that is a Thursday. That's when the Saint Joseph Novena ends. Saint Vincent Ferrer. Yeah. That novena starts March 27th and ends on the feast day of April 5th. Then, Are, are Ferrer Rocher, is that named after I don't him? know. I hope so. Me too. Those are so good. I, every time I go to Costco, I almost end up getting a tray of them. Divine Mercy Novena starts Good Friday <laughs> and ends on Divine Mercy Sunday. That's a good one to do. They're all good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, none of these, of course, are bad. I'll go through but... April here. Uh, the Mar- Mary, the right. Virgin of Revelation Novena, starts on May 3rd and the ends on the feast day of April. Oops, sorry, April 3rd. Did I say April 3rd or May? It's April 3rd. Feast day, May. April 12th. Okay. St. Gianna right. Beretta Mola Novena starts April 19th and ends on the feast day of April 28th. St. Peregrine Novena starts on April 22nd and ends on the feast day of May 1st. So there are some, there are some of right. the upcoming, upcoming novenas. So those are like calendar ones so that you can, you know, if you, especially if you go to daily mass on the day of that feast, you know, you can make a whole yeah. thing out of it. And so it, it can be almost a retreat within your daily life to do your prayers and count down to that feast day. Yeah, it helps uh it uh it kind of helps or- order us. Yeah, if you it'll give you some order if you're What yeah. I do, here's a thing because my tip is do them first thing in the morning. If I don't do it first thing in the morning, there's like a 4% chance yeah. I'm going to do it at all. Yeah, I was going to say because I'm a big dumb guy, I I don't have like a desk calendar or anything. I just print off month monthly calendars off the internet. And I'll just wait. What, what? You, what? Like I don't have a desk calendar either, but I just use my phone. Like you, like, oh, for like specifically for. Well, so I, what I do is I print off. I'll print off the month, and I will. Cro- I'll I'll physically cross off that day once I do it, and I'll I'll just oh. have it right by my bed, so it's just staring me in the face, so that way I remember to do it. Because like. Oh, that's great. That's a good tip, you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Zach. It uh so that way, yeah, because so it's like I I'm staring it right in the face. I can't forget to do it. But yeah, if you don't do it in the cuz sometimes yeah. it's tough in the morning. I don't know why. Things are kind of tough in the morning. But it uh Yeah, I, mean, I hate mornings. Yeah. Same like uh you're like the Garfield of mor- like mornings. Doesn't he hate Mondays? Anyway, I think so. I don't know. It's like I, the, a lot of people they complain about Mondays and Monday mornings, and I'm like, I don't like I I I'm so not a morning person that I can't even like distinguish degrees of that. Like I'm like I don't even know how I could be a, like a worse morning person just because mm-hmm. it's Monday. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Okay. So that is it. Do you have any more things on novenas? Oh, one thing I forgot to mention was it no. said that a lot of novenas were kind of. Uh, not instituted, but kind of locked into place and made known more after the Reformation. So it was like uh, they kind of locked in these things after you know all the 
the reformers and all those people were trying to poke away at the church. Tear the yeah. church down. So it, yeah. as with as with a lot of things in the church, the the prayers and the situations get amped up to combat heresy and or Protestantism. Yeah. When well, and like often, um, you know, God or the saints or, or Blessed Mother will you know, reveal to us a devotion specifically to combat the vices of the age and, and whatnot. Um, so, you know, that's a cool thing about these. I, d- I didn't know that about a lot more of these popping up after the, um, reformation, but that's great that in addition to getting all these special graces, you can also like own the prots in the process. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yep. Exactly. All right, should we have a saint of the week? Let's let's have a saint of the week. It is Saint Casimir, Casimir, C A S I M I R. Saint Casimir. Do you know about this? Do you know about okay. this Saint Casimir? Um, I I don't actually. Born October third. 1458 in Poland died March 4th 1484 at the age of 25 in Lithuania Uh, he was canonized in 1521 or 1602 by either Pope Leo X or Pope Clement VIII now the reason for that is uh, it's not like a clerical error it it, uh, was very much there's a reason behind it and I, where is it? I looked it up, and now I can't find it. It was that he, okay, we'll get to that part. Now I wish I, oh man, I should have had it right here. This is a, this is a really good podcasting. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'd be so embarrassed if I, I am right now. But feast day, hopefully. feast day, March 4th. So, you know, it's not Super Tuesday, but for Casimir, it is super, it is a Super Wednesday. He is all right, the all right. patron saint of Lithuania. So he was the, he was a prince of the kingdom of Poland. And he, right, his, his older brother became, was elected as the king of Bohemia in 1471 which at this point Casimir became the heir apparent and at the age of 13 Casimir participated in the failed military campaign to install him as king of Hungary he became known for his piety and his devotion to God and his generosity towards the sick and the poor and he they tried to set him up uh, they tried to set him up to be married but he decided against it because he wanted to remain celibate. And he also, according, Smart according move. to, according to internet, he also kind of sensed that he was near death. And I guess maybe if you're around, if you're around the sick and the poor in the 1400s, you always assume that, uh, that you're around death, but, uh, yeah, it was everywhere back then. Mm, he, uh, yeah, he, it really did be like that. He died in he died of tuberculosis, and As his remains were interred in the Vilnius Cathedral, where the dedicated Saint Casimir's Chapel was built in 1636. Uh, they they it said it it also says that he was inclined towards religious life at the end of his life, but he was only 25, so like it. You know, I guess technically it was it was like he spent decades in the filth and then had like a sick. Right, he was like basically my age. Yeah, well, not anymore. But, you know, five years ago he was. Let's not <laughs> let's not get too let's not get too crazy. Uh, so. Oh, so the canonization basically they went they went through the process you know the uh, go back and listen to our episode on canonizations to uh to learn about the process 
Yes. But there was... We load saints into a cannon and we shoot them up yeah, in the head. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, the petition for canonization and then there was the investigation and uh, basically the canonization was all set to go forward. Uh, but then Pope Leo X died in 1521. And there's no, oh. there's no documented proof that there was any... There's a papal bull canonizing Casimir. And then many of the important documents were lost in the following years during the sack of Rome. And because... Yeah, they were actually... They were kept on a, a private hard drive, I heard. A private server. Yeah, then the uh, viruses got to them. So then there were no new canonizations uh, between 1523 and 1588. But... When the first Roman Martyrology was published in 1583, Casimir was included on it. Uh, so then, it, at the turn of the century, Pope Clement VIII authorized the feast on March 4th. So, yeah, so he, he, he was so close, but then had to wait about 80, no, not 80, 79 years or so. And finally, it went through. Like like Joe Biden to win a primary. Mm-hmm, exactly. So close. Yeah, so that's it. There's many churches in Poland and Lithuania dedicated to St. Casimir. And, uh, oh, there's his iconography. He's sometimes depicted with three hands and, oh, and cool. two right hands. And this was thought to be a mistake at first but then every time they attempted to redraw the hand the old hand miraculously disappeared so there or uh, reappeared so there's some attribute some miraculous happenings to the iconography of saint casimir so huh that's so cool all right all right well that's it anything else Zach? um i don't think so uh, looking forward to uh catching you guys again soon um, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash romancircuspod, and we would uh, appreciate your support. Daddy needs a new Lamborghini. All right, well, we'll so talk to you all next time. Yeah.